0: Good morning, NEI Hoops Nation, and welcome to NHR The Podcast with your hosts, Junior and Trev. NHR The Podcast is your Saturday morning dive into what is happening around the NEI Hoops world. So grab your coffee. It is time to talk some NEI Hoops. Good morning, NEI Nation. We hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. I'm here with my co-host Trev and we are getting geared up for nhr the podcast episode 4 it was a great week you know i know that uh, we had a few more cancellations this week and that's going to be the norm for for the rest of the season but uh, still going to rev up and have a great week good morning trev
1: good morning episode 4 already i can't believe it
0: i know it's been uh, been a fun journey so far yes. I, uh, it's kind of cool to for, for me it's cool to watch the numbers go up and i mm-hmm. just want to you know, since we're coming off Thanksgiving, I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. We're averaging about 100 per podcast, which is actually pretty pretty good for, up, for, for just four episodes. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, but gearing up, you know, we want to recap uh, our games of the week. I know uh, my, my game of the week, actually, my first game of the week uh, from last week um, got canceled um, or postponed. Um, that was going to be. Uh, Mac U and, and LSU Shreveport. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one did play. I, I actually uh, swooped back down to Louisiana, um, and I, I picked up uh, LSU Alexandria and, and Loyola, and Loyola got that big win um, on the road. Uh, LSU Alexandria is actually uh, out playing in the Battle of the Beach right now. They got a, got a win yesterday and then have two more games this weekend. Um, How about your how was your games?
1: Well, Indiana Wesleyan, Marion, I'm sure a lot of eyes were on that. And I said beforehand, it's it's Indiana Wesleyan, one of the best scoring teams in the country versus one of the better defender defending teams in Marion. And it kind of looked like it was leaning towards Marion's way after the first half tied at 37, you know, keep it low scoring. And then Kyle Mangus did what Kyle Mangus does in the second half. Um, Indiana Wesleyan ended up pulling away late one by eight, 84. 76 Mangus, 32 points eight rebounds four assists um he was outstanding as usual 11 of 19 shooting the ball um but yeah marion's a really good team um i watched parts of that game too and and i I just i like what i saw and that's like we say every 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 episode and every season that's just that conference is just stacked um and i wouldn't be surprised if marion gives wesleyan a run for their money for uh the conference title
0: yeah, I I watched that game as well. It was uh, I I I just think if you're a if you're a college basketball fan at any level, um, it, that game right there was it one one I love when the broadcasts are, are really really uh, well put on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know it was it was actually I think a local Illinois network maybe that put I, I don't know exactly the details on that, but but whoever whoever produced that uh, that game was was really really awesome uh, to watch a good good broadcast, great game, um, obviously. Kyle Mangus is, is a stud, mm-hmm. um, five five time reigning Crossroads League Player of the Week. Um, so, um, you know he, he's a good player uh, or great player, uh, but that team is balanced too. I mean, yeah. Seth Maxwell inside, a seven footer, um, you know, and they they uh, they just have a lot of scoring options. They got the couple young kids too. That it's not like they're uh, they're just relying on 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 Mangus. You know, they're they're actually pretty. They spread the ball out and they they attack you and they. Uh, they make shots. I mean, Kyle Mangus, one of the things that makes him so good is that he's not just a score, you know, he can drive and hit the open man and, and they make you pay for it. So that's a, that's a definitely a team that uh, I think, uh, you know, you'll see, you know, make a deep run in Kansas city and, and Marion too. Marion's a Marion's a good, good, good squad. Um, you know, the the thing about that game right there and, and uh, you just kind of wonder, I think we, we've talked about it a little bit and I know some other people have talked about it as well, but, you know the the fans. You know lack of fans in the game. You know uh, you don't really notice it, but I wonder if they notice it on the floor. And that, that's a big question I would like to ask people. You know, as a as a viewer, you know, until you're actually unless you're actually looking for it, you don't really notice that there's not a lot not a lot of fans. And then all of a sudden, you know, you may look during timeout or something and be like, oh man, there's nobody there.
1: But yeah, I'm sure know, it's, I'm sure the quiet quietness um, affects them. I know we started our season at Southwestern with fans and there was some good energy in there. And our, our players really fed off that. And you can tell as we've kind of dwindled down our capacity limits, um, it's just, it's more quiet in the gym and it's just like, I think it's just something that, that as a basketball player, as, a, as an athlete, you look forward to home games being, you know, that, that raucous crowd and stuff, and especially games like Indiana, Wesleyan, where we know it's going to be a good one. You go into that game in a, in a normal year, um, you know, when you're at home, you're ready for that crowd to just energize you. So I, like I said, I I don't, I'm not on the court with them, but I'm, I'm with you. I really wonder. And I really think that it does affect them.
0: For sure. For sure. I think, uh, I think the players, you know, player wise, they feed off that energy and when they can't feed
1: off it, you know, maybe
0: a little bit tougher to, to go on those big runs that you need to, but uh, no, it's, it was, it's still great to see great basketball and all that as well. So we are here with, Blake Sandquist, associate head coach at William Penn University today. I know the Statesmen are off to a 5-0 start, uh, currently ranked number four in the country. Uh, We'll see what the new rankings come out. I would imagine they'll be similar to that um, with everybody winning ahead of them. Uh, Coach Sandquist, welcome to NHL, the
2: podcast, episode four. I appreciate you guys having me on.
0: Coach, your your Statesmen are off to a 5-0 start. Uh, Can you kind of talk about the season so far? Yeah,
2: yeah, season's going well. And uh, you know we've we've come off three road games, conference road games to start the season. We have our fourth today at Graceland, and uh, very happy with where we are, even after we had a 14-day quarantine to start the season. And uh, um, we're playing well. We're playing well. We still got a lot of things that we can work on and get better to ultimately achieve our you know our goals. Um, but our coaching staff is very happy.
0: Yeah, and coach, yeah, I know, I know you guys. Uh, the statesmen are typically a team that kind of reloads every year. Um, I, I know, I know you guys lost a very, very important piece from last year in Dexter Hood, but you guys have, I believe, nine returners, um, including two All-Americans. Can you kind of talk about what it kind of goes into with having so many returners? Yeah, back?
2: honestly, it's been fantastic. And with uh, all this COVID stuff going on, this is the perfect year um, for us to have that many returners, just because, you know, with a shutdown or you know, with things coming up here and there and, and you know, things changing every day, um, we have guys that are experienced and know how we do things, how we play, um, the expectations on and off the court. Um, you know, it's, it's, been, it's been critical and it's been a, a true statement to our success. And, uh, um, you know, obviously the two All-Americans are the highlights, um, Karmari Newman and Kevion Blaylock. Kevion Blaylock, who we call KB, is just an absolute freak uh, from Queens University. Um, and honestly, if we didn't have any of our PGs, he could play PG for us. I mean, he's that good and, uh, he's an incredible passer and driver and, you know, Kamari is a big time scorer trying to get him to be more than just a shooter and he's doing so. And, uh, you know, we're, we're very happy with where they're at, but we also have some very, very good other players, guys that would start, um, at a lot of other schools in our league and around the country, um, that come off the bench for us, uh, you know, your Josh Watkins and. Q Cager's electric um, kid out of Kentucky, um, in, in his third year for us, and love having him around. He's a dog, um, you know. A Mod Pender out of Chicago is incredible. And, uh, you know, we got several other guys. Our big guys, Eddie Daly and Nate Gearing, are fantastic. Um, two-headed monster. Um, we combine their stats every game. It's usually something around 28 and, and 18 rebounds together. So, you know, I, I'm missing a couple guys, but we're really blessed to have those guys, and it's been a huge contribute to our success this year.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I think, uh, you know, watching across or a lot of teams across the country, uh, you know, just your depth is definitely noticeable um, and your balance. too. You know, I know you mentioned it two all-Americans, but it seems like you guys have a new uh, leading score every every game. So it's kind of uh, kind of hard to pin, uh, pin people down on a scouting report. And, and I'm sure people take away uh, certain things, but uh, definitely that balance has to be good for you guys. Um, can you talk about the heart a little bit? I know. I know newcomer Park uh, is kind of uh, I kind of I know Park newcomer Park is uh, playing without All American Corey Reeves right now. Um, I expect them to back or to uh, bounce back a little bit. Um, but some surprises at the top a little bit. You know I know uh, CMU. It looks like Central Methodist and Evangel are both undefeated right now. Can you talk about the yeah, league a little bit?
2: Yeah, it's been a crazy start, and uh, you know Vandals had I think they played all three games at home and won all three, and I think they have two more in a row that are at home and. They're very good when they're at home, you know, and, and uh, um, they're they're tough down there. You know, that's a tough place to play. They're having great starts of the year, and, uh, you know, CMU, is. I think they've won all three of their games on the road, and they seem to be the real deal, and Coach Sherman does a fantastic job. You know, outside of them, I think I think Benedictine is a real contender. Uh, we snuck out of there uh, two weeks ago with a win, probably a game we shouldn't have won. I think we shot four, 24 from three and way too many turnovers, but it out the rebounds and, and found a way to pull it out. Yeah, but Coach Coach Moody does a fantastic job. They're going to put five shooters on the court at all times and spread you out. They're tough to guard, um, you know, and some other teams. I think I think Peru will, will find their way. I know they're too, but Coach Ludwig does a great job. and um, You know, Mid-American Nazarene, Coach Rocky Lamar. You know, every, I'm talking all about all these coaches. I mean, there's there's several current Hall of Famers in our league coaching. Um, yep, you know, a lot of Hall they, of Fame coaches there's there. There's several more that are going to be Hall of Fame. You know, my boss, Coach Henry, someday he'll be in there. And, you know, the rest of these guys are they're really good. And I think that's one thing that makes our league special is, you know, every single night we play, um, anybody can win. And every team runs a different system. You know, there's not a lot of just pooping. I mean, there's – Mount Mercy runs Princeton stuff. Uh, Benedictine <laughs> is going to spread you out and shoot threes from all over the court. I mean, America is going to play fast and has incredible guards. I um, mean, uh, evangel in their motion. It's just – you've got to prepare for something different every single night. And that's, that's what I think can separate our league from some of the leagues around the country. I'm not saying it's the best, um, but it's definitely by far one of the most competitive for sure.
1: Yeah. Coach, you kind of answered what I'm about to ask too, but with, with COVID and everything, a lot of these conferences don't really have, and a lot of these teams don't really have a non-conference slate to get ready for um, conference play. And you guys had the two games and then got thrown right into hard play with Benedictine. And, it was a lot closer than I'm sure you, you anticipated or hoped for. And you kind of even said there that maybe it was a game you shouldn't have won. Um, I think you were down maybe like 9 or 10 at halftime. And um, can you kind of talk about just that transition, you know, kind of just getting thrown into the heart play right away? and Like what you saw from your team, um, you know, in a game where they were their backs were against the wall and they kind of had to fight and fight to get out a win?
2: Yeah, I mean, that was a game that probably is usually played in February. And it felt mm-hmm. like a March Madness, late February type of game with a conference championship on the line. Um, and I know they are only supposed to have like, you know, 40, 50 percent of fans. But that place was pretty rocking. And it was intense. In um, mad respect to Coach Moody and their guys. And, uh, but, our, you know, our guys just fought it out, man. And we really hurt them on the glass. And um, You know, not having a lot of tune-up games. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to tell what you really are this early in the season with this type of situation. You know, there's some teams that could be, you know, 0 and two, zero and 3 in, in the league right now, and by the time, you know, January, February comes, they're going to be a completely different team. Um, and some of those teams might flip the script and, and be really good have a chance to win the conference championship and, and go to the national tournament, um, but... You know, um, hats off to our guys for, for finding a way to win that game. And I think that gave us a lot of motivation. You should have seen us celebrating like we had just won a championship <laughs> game, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, um, And yep. it was incredible because that's a hard place to win. We hadn't won there in a couple of years. And honestly, when we were looking at our schedule before the season, you know, that's a place we always have a, as a question mark whether or not we're probably going to win that game.
0: Well, let me just uh, add in there because I, I actually watched the uh, end of that game and the game's really changed since I coached. I'm going to let you know when you're bringing a six-seven kid off a high ball screen to uh, win a basketball game. Uh,
2: you know, we, we never had that luxury when I was coaching. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes you just got to keep it simple, man, and, and and feed the best player on the court. And Kevin Blalock is that. And like I said, he he can play all five positions. He can put the five or the one for us. And, you know, when he's done playing for us, he's going to have some big-time pro opportunities. And I'm excited to see where he ends up. No doubt, no doubt. Let
0: me. Uh, you kind of alluded to some of the coaching in the league and things like that. Uh, you know, I know I know uh, Coach Henry's not a big social media guy. And it's <coughs> harder, to, harder to you know kind of see where his mind and stuff is at. But uh, can
2: you can you kind of uh, talk about? I know his coaching tree is big time, but can you talk about what it means to? Oh, Coach, coach it's been Henry? fantastic man, and I, I came here. To, he recruited me, and I came here to play in 07. and I'm still here, which I never thought would be the case. Um, but blessed to, to meet my wife here and have three kids and. Um, he's a family man to be honest with you man I'll, I'll start off with that you know there's so many people um, in college basketball and some, especially at the higher level that it almost seems like a business he's the complete opposite he's all about family first um, and that's our motto and every time we break down a practice or a game it's family on three and uh, that's what he preaches and uh, he's you know he's honest and up front and uh, he's going to tell you how it is not just going to pat you on the back and, and tell you what you need to work on and Incredible motivator, you know, he'll tell you he's not an incredible X and O guys, but I'll tell you what, he can get people to rebound the basketball. and He can get us to play fast. And uh, I've been fortunate to learn from him. Uh, Another probably Hall of Famer, Joe McKinstry, who's at KCK uh, women's side down in Kansas. Um, has won two Jack Juco national titles. So I've been really fortunate to work with those guys. And, uh, you know, coach does a fantastic job. And, you know, he's helped me really develop as well and uh, helped me, allowed me to, you know, kind of take on a lot of um, jobs within our program. And uh, uh, it's been huge for my development and, and I appreciate his mentorship.
0: Nice, nice. Well, I, I think you said you're,
2: you guys are getting ready for your, what? Your fifth uh, road trip road to the road that we road. said? It's our conference, yep.
0: Well- fourth road trip in a row can you guys uh again i, I tell coaches you don't have to give away a yeah, game a little bit
2: the schedule but we got four road games to start off and eight out of our first 11 conference games are on the road so i, I don't think the person that made the schedule is a william penn fan so i'll just throw that out there uh, but anyways <laughs> we uh we're becoming some road warriors but yeah graceland is a they're a talented group and they've only played two games um they lost to Grandview at home and went down to evangel and they were up 10 at half and had a rough second half and ended up losing that game. But um, they're talented. And we warned our guys yesterday, don't look at their record. Um, they got some good personnel. A couple of guys we recruited that wanted to come here, and we ended up sticking with our returners. And uh, so they got some dudes. And uh, Coach Pop does a good job. And, um, it'll be interesting. They got a really good shooter, Nushum, and Nick Coleman's back for, I think, his fourth year um, as a senior PG. And uh, the kid is a D1 transfer from IUPUI. So they run really good, you know, horn sets and pretty solid defensively. So, you know, never know when road, road games, conference road games, coaches around the country lose a lot of sleep over conference road games. And this is that type of situation. So hopefully we can find a way to, to get a win. Um, And coach Henry's motto is one or a hundred, just get the win. And uh, we'll be back in Penn gymnasium on Wednesday against Prue state for another tough one.
0: Well, nice. I appreciate uh, you coming on coach. I know, uh, I know the Statesman will love to keep you around forever. You know, I know if uh, I'll give you a little shout out, I, you know, I've been watching from afar and, and I know Trev uh, has you on, uh, on the staff with the advantage mm-hmm. the team. So, um, you know, I appreciate you coming on and, and I know Trev probably wants to talk about the advantage a little bit, but I'll just give you a little quick shout out. If, if there's any ADs out there, you know, and, and you're looking for a, for a guy to hire, I know uh, coach Quist does a great job at William Pin and, he would well, be a great hire. Yeah, and just,
1: and, and just back in junior there, yeah, we've uh we've been lucky to have Blake a part of our Advantage staff, and you always hear me every podcast talking about the Advantage, making sure you send us a follow and get ready, because we're going to do the same thing we did last year, try to get in that TBT tournament, and uh, Blake has done a good job not only offering to coach, but also help us with talent scouting and you know just being another person to help us um, talk about players and such. so. We appreciate having them and it was it was great talking to you absolutely. I
2: appreciate you guys having us on and uh, uh, meantime NAI basketball can get some publicity, you know. You guys are doing an amazing job, you know, along with John McCarthy over at small college hoops, you know, mm-hmm. between those two, it's you know, the last few years there's been just so much more publicity and it's honestly helps recruiting too, uh, make recruits aware of, you know, how good this level really is. Um, but so we appreciate all you guys' hard work as well.
0: That is Coach Blake Sandquist, Associate Head Coach at William Penn University. Uh, happy to have him on this morning as they get ready to travel to Lamone, Iowa to play Graceland University. Uh, Trev, we're going to continue going on with the show. Uh, we're going to move, move on to our weekly shout-outs. Who do you got for I'm us? just
1: going to shout out uh, the NAI teams in general. Um, I, it was cool to see some NAIA teams play some D1 opponents um, over the week. Um, of course, we all know the media loves love to promote that college basketball finally started up this week. Um, and a lot of these Division I schools um, had you know their tune-up game against some NAI programs. And I look at like Florida College who gave South Florida a run for their money. They were up four at halftime. Um, you know, Florida College has been playing already. They look, I mean, they look like a team that they wasn't in their first game. And South Florida kind of did at first. Um, and I know there's a couple other um game scheduled this week I don't have them in front of me I think a team plays Wofford um coming up here um Bruton Parker plays them or was supposed to play them um and then there's Wofford has another game coming up against uh um an NAI team but yeah it's just cool to see in general that the NAI is getting some exposure of course you look in comments you know when a game is done it's like who is that or how did they you know barely beat a team like Florida (laughs) College but you know you and I know these teams there's no there's no there's no lack of talent at this level. And, um, like I said, Florida college had South Florida up four at halftime and just kind of ran out of gas. And that's my shout out. Jalen Perry had 28 points for Florida college, 12 of 18 shooting. Um, excellent game for them. So, um, just in general, it's, it's cool to see these NEI programs going against these, you know, juggernaut D one schools and hanging right with them. Yeah, no doubt.
0: And it happens every year where an NEI, um, you know, ends up knocking off a D1 and, and we still have plenty of matchups left. We may, we may end up seeing one uh, again this year, but uh, you know, it's one of those things where I'm a realist. So like I, I understand that, you know, these teams may go off or, you know, or any I teams that are playing these teams, if they do get a win, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that they're going to go win. A, they could go in there and compete in the league and, and win a league, but it's kind of like a I look at it like a low major playing a high major, you know, like, a low major D one program can go off and knock off high major D one. We've seen that happen this year a couple times already. Does that mean they're going to go battle for a conference championship in the big 12? No, but you know, can you beat a team any given given day? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's kind of where, why you play the games. And, um, I, and I know some of these programs, you know, need that, you know, they, they, it's a big fundraiser for them to go play these games and get that cash, uh, guaranteed money to go play those games. But, uh, you know, our, our NEI guys—they're not going to give up. You know, they're not going to back down by any means. They're going to go, and um, it's cool to watch some of these NEI players go in there, and and they don't play afraid. You know, they're 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 reveling in the in the opportunity, and they try to make the best. And they of got it. a chip
1: on their shoulder too. Yeah, which is great.
0: Yeah, a lot. Yeah, a lot of a lot of these kids. You know that. You know, it, it gives them opportunity to to you know maybe show you know why they should have been recruited you know higher or whatever but it's it's always nice seeing the players play and um i i, I enjoy these games I, I know that you know our, our percentages are, are not uh you know with us on winning a lot of the nei games but uh we are going to get one again this year i know we are gonna right. stick to it so i'm gonna move my shout, shout out um i want to get actually i have two major ones it actually kind of combines into three but my first shout out i want to give and i kind of gave it to this last week as a shout out as well but just watching the the two holiday mm-hmm. tournaments that we have going on right now uh, with the show, the NEI of the show, uh, which Ken French, he, he really does a great job. Um, I, I do hope he gets hired on to coach somewhere again next year. He's, he's a good coach. Um, but he's done a great job with this with the show. And, and I think he said he had, like, at one point, 20 or 30 teams that have been in and then back out. And so these tournaments are, are not easy, but he's been able to keep it going. And I think that's a – in a COVID era – Tournament like this, I think just the opportunity to keep the the right. tournament
1: going, or the, the could have been easy going. to just say, okay, we can't get it to work. Let's just cancel it this year. But yep, and he
0: he was able to he was able to manufacture. And it's only one game a day. It's a it's a very condensed game or condensed uh, schedule compared to what they normally have and what they had scheduled even as far as a week ago. Uh, but he's doing a great job. I, I, I watched his or I listened to earlier. sorry, I uh, saw his Twitter feed yesterday uh, with with the you know, how much they're cleaning the arena and things like that. And just the things that they're going above and beyond um, to make sure that they have a safe tournament. And, and it's, it's a cool thing to watch and they want to give him a shout out. Same with the guys uh, at Faulkner down there at the Battle of the Beach. Uh, y- you know, I know it's usually a tournament style format. They've turned it into um, this year. They had to turn it into kind of more of a classic situation um, over three days. Uh, but again, it's a fun, uh, fun, ter- or fun always a fun tournament so the year two so you know watching last year and tournament format was really really, really fun um I, I do hope they get back to that next year but but even so just being able to run it um and execute it over a three-day period they've done a great job and watching those games yesterday was a lot of fun um and i think those those things are good for neia basketball as well the second shout out i want to give out is actually to a basketball team that's playing really well they actually played in the show yesterday and they're, they're gonna they have the day off and then they'll play in the show again tomorrow And a and a game that'll be a, a good matchup between them and IU East is Reinhardt. Um, so, my shout out to Coach Justin Newton and Reinhardt. i um, kind of been watching from afar a little bit. They're off to a great start this year. Um, they're 4 0 right now. Um, coming off of uh, a, a nice win yesterday against Bluefield. That was a conference game that they actually played at the show. And they got a good squad over there, Reinhardt. And, uh, you know, just uh, I mentioned it a little bit yesterday uh, in the article. Um, as a player to watch, Jalen Wimberly, who is actually a D1 transfer. Uh, he's come in there and played really well for them. Um, they also have uh, their leading scorer right now is Tafari Thomas. Um, just a couple big wings, the big guards that are that are playing really, really tough. They're tough matchups for them. Um, they actually are, they actually right now have six guys averaging in double figures, so they're, they're really, really balanced. Um, I just think they're a team to watch out, out there in the Appalachian Athletic Conference and see what they go. So that was my shout outs for the week uh, for that um moving on to
1: games of the week who do you got well i'm excited to see we have a lot of teams just looking at the schedule we have a lot of teams in some conferences even that are going putting out their first game of the year so i'm really excited to see a lot of these teams um that just to perform for the first time and, and they're going against um you know some teams who have played i i, I forget who college of idaho plays montana western that's montana westerns first game of the year. Um, that's a tough one to start your season with. Um, I know Texas A&M, Texas Arcana plays later this week, first game of the year. So um, no really game to kind of hone in on. I'm, I'm sticking more general here. I'm really excited to come back a week from now and, and see who, um, you know, performed in their first game, who started off their season on the, on the right foot. And, um, you know, we'll have a lot more better picture too of a lot of these other teams after this week too. So um, I'm sticking to general. Um, We kind of have a lighter slate going into this week anyway. Um, I know teams continue to postpone um, and push games back and now getting into December when the first semester of a lot of campuses are closed and they're just kind of opting to keep these games after the new year, uh, which makes sense. So um, yeah, a thinner slate in in my opinion. So I'm just excited to see a lot of these teams who are kind of putting out their first game of the year um, and see what they are capable of.
0: Yeah, agreed. I, I think
1: that's a great point. Um, just some of these teams are coming out.
0: Um, I, I know that College of Idaho played last night for the first time against Montana Tech, um, which was actually they played it at Montana Western, which is kind of weird because I saw late last night. Um, <laughs> they made the tweet that uh, they had to cancel the, the Montana Western matchups for oh. the next two days. So um, so they traveled all the way out there for, for I don't even know why. Yeah, at least they got a game it's in. just kind of the. Yep, they got one game in and now they have to travel back home. So, uh, but yeah, it's just kind of going to be that way I think this year. Um, you know, I, I, I was looking forward to those games this weekend next week too. I, I watched the, the College of Idaho game last night. Um, just to kind of see what they had as, as newcomers mm-hmm. this year, you know, they lost they lost two all-Americans from last year. Just kind of wanted to see some of the guys stepped up and and uh they always play such a good defense. I I their second half defense last night. I know the Coach Blaine uh, actually mentioned it on on Twitter last night too. But they're they're when they are playing defense, uh, that team that team's tough. Twenty six, twenty seven game win streak going into last year, our data back from last year, and um, they're they're a team that's going to be tough to be beat all year, especially up there in the Cascade. Um, hopefully, when they get going, that that league will get going and and play some uh, good basketball. So, my game of the week, I'm actually going to go a, diff, a little bit different route. I'm gonna go. Over to the River States League, and, and on uh, on Wednesday, Point Park and IU East will play. Uh, IU East has to travel to Point Park. Uh, part of the part of the what makes that game unique is I think IU East is going to be going to be tough. They're receiving votes. Um, they're off to a little bit of a, of a tough start, but they're they're going to get are they started to get some momentum here lately. But that trip from Indiana to Pennsylvania cannot be a fun one. I don't know how long that trip is, but that's a conference mm-hmm. game. That they have to, that they're going to be flying, or I don't know if they fly or drive. But if they drive, that's got to be a long, long trip from from IU from Indiana to Pennsylvania, and going out there and playing that. And game. also, so, um, just I chiming
1: hear. in, IU East has two more games this weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Well, Point Park, their yep. next game on their schedule is IU East, so they got some time to prepare. IU East has two more games to worry about. So, um, yeah, and then having to go travel to Pennsylvania, you know, two three days later, can't be easy. Yeah, for sure, and and I don't know what they'll do
0: with that because uh, you know they're out in Tennessee now, so you know I'm sure that they'll go from Tennessee to back to Indiana and then mm-hmm. back to out to Pennsylvania. So um, that, that's NEI yeah. basketball kind of summed up for you right there. <laughs> you know that you don't have the luxuries of just hopping on a plane and going wherever you want to. You know a lot of a lot of long road trips that uh, you know that's part of the being battle tested on the road is just the fact that you know it's not not just going and playing in a tough environment. It's also you know having to go and play. On these long, long overnight trips as well. So, um, but yeah, that'll be my game of the week. Um, I, I'm, I'm like you. I, I, there's Point Park is actually one of those that fit that category of teams that are. Um, I'm excited to to watch play for the first time. Um, there's also a, a tough matchup on Thursday, and I'm hoping it's still on. Mm-hmm. Um, but that Georgetown that Georgetown Fried Hardman game should be a good one. I'm out in the mid south. Um, I know we talked a lot about Fried Hardman last week and, and talked to Coach Stutz. Um, but they, they'll they get a tough uh, road trip in uh, into Georgetown next uh, this upcoming week as well. And um, so, yeah, just, just a lot of good games. Um, a lot of, a lot of fun games that be coming up this week. I'm sure we'll cover it uh, next week on uh, the podcast. So yeah, Trev, it, uh, you know, those are the, some of the games of the week to uh, watch this week. Uh, I know we have some good games today as well. I'm looking forward to watching. I know there's a lot of people watch, you know, the NCAA D- D1 football and basketball, but I'll be, Watching probably yeah. a lot of NEI games today. That's kind of kind of how I am. Our top twenty-five will actually be out tomorrow evening, sometime. Uh, finishing that up today as well. Go want to watch a couple more teams before I put that out. But our top our top twenty-five will be out, and then the actual NEI top twenty-five will come out this week as well. So looking forward to both of those as well. Again, follow us on uh, at NEI Hoops Report on Twitter. Uh, we try to put out stuff every day. Um, Then again, our our top 25 uh, will be out on Sunday. That'll be a good to read. It's always a popular read for everybody. Um, I just want to make sure that everybody knows that we do not play favorites. There are no favorites for us. Uh, We just uh, try to see how we put out a a top 25 uh, that we see fit. Um, We are going to include some of the teams that haven't played yet. That was a question we were asked. Uh, We were leaning towards not maybe doing that, but just to keep it fair, we are going to keep everybody, even if they haven't played a game, um, inside of top 25. So look forward to that Uh, Make sure you guys uh, read that article uh, coming out tomorrow. Um, Other than that, you ever hope everybody has a great weekend. Um, And that is NHR, the Hoops Report signing off. Have a great day.